The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. To behind the scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I am covered in rice. I'm eating Panda Express. It's one of my favorite places. Don't tell anyone. And I'm just covered in rice now because I'm sneakily eating this. Right. Dr. Ross doesn't listen to this part of the show at all. Oh, damn. Dr. Ross is going to kill me. Guys, we are on with your favorite guy and mine, Paul Michael Bolin. We are talking about all things Hollywood, and we had in a ride. We had a ride in about the tax credits from the federal government being cut to the film industry. I'm sorry to say that is true. So I don't really think there's anything more to say on that. It sucks. Yeah. It's true. I'm it's a true. bit at a loss. I don't know. Uh, I don't know much about this or what we can do to possibly prevent it. it. It's done. It's kind of one of those. It just it got pushed through with a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, it's, oh, it went in with the yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a problem with certain uh, members of the Tea Party. They keep with the budget is supposed to, like this budget that was that uh, was uh, almost forcing a government shutdown. This budget should have been done back in August. Yep. You know, but these uh, the Tea Party and other people tend to basically obstruct any of the uh, eleven budget bills because they just want anti-government spending and, and they want to put other stuff in it. And then, they, well, it also, no, they just obstruct, so it doesn't get, so it gets to the point where they have to pass all those 11 bills in one giant bill. And just nobody's afraid. Nobody wants to go against that, because you don't get real if you let the government shut. The whole no. thing's bizarre. So, yes, that went through, um, and the, deep hunting, the defunding of Planned Parenthood, who I'm a big fund of, fan of, and is one of the groups that we work with quite often um, that has passed and oh, has passed in part. Once the full repeal of Obamacare goes through, that will be fully, uh, all the money will be fully rescinded there. So for those people asking the questions, yes, all of that stuff is being fully rescinded, but the state of California has stepped up and said anything that has been pulled federally, they will actually step in and help finance. New York has offered the same. So the two bluest states in the U.S. have basically turned around and gone, well, if the federal government won't pay for it, we will. Well, that's good. Uh, and also, we're just talking about the general funding grant, not uh, like when they do uh, mammograms and cancer screens and all that kind of stuff. That's done through the uh, Medicare reimbursements. 
Those are safe. No one's. Uh, well, no, one's no, no, no. Those, those. That's not true. They're safe for people over the age of sixty-five. Under sixty-five, it's part of the welfare program. It's not part of um, the everybody program. And by funding Planned Parenthood, it became an everybody program. Uh, but once that funding leaves, it's only for those sixty-five and over, those on welfare, or those on Medicare. That is, if the ACA gets completely destroyed. Which is what it, what they're doing right now. Yeah, so, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. So the whole... It's, it's easy for them just to switch to being... Because in a lot of states, they are just simply a medical provider. That's it. Well, now... And then they've shut down. They went through this whole thing where they were going to uh, let you shop across uh, state lines for medical. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they shut that down, too. What... Nah, why? That that was something that the Republicans were really after. I know. They promised it and then took back. It's almost like politicians lie. Oh, go figure. My God. (laughs) I'm shocked. I think that's... I understand it. My my world is shattered. All right. I know. I mean, I would love to move toward a Medicare for all. (sighs) Unfortunately, there's some... My senator included... Thinks, uh, does not support it. I have to say, personally, I grew up in a country with Medicare for All. Mm-hmm. It saved us so much money. Um, and probably, and so, and probably go- lives. You know? Oh, yeah, so many. But that's kind of an expected. Even in Canada, it's considered a human right. So, I I don't get it. Um, uh, it's simple. I mean, the, the inherent problem of Obamacare was that it dealt insurance companies. You have to get those, get rid of them. Uh, I think that an evil compromise is to keep the companies, let them do what they want, and then form a high-risk pool of people, people who have pre-existing conditions such as myself, and then they are covered by Medicaid. I think we need to do what we want to do in Australia. If you want to get medical on top of your Medicare, Mm-hmm. which everyone has Medicare, everyone's entitled to it, fine, go do it, nobody cares. If you don't, everyone's covered. Our doctors get paid more than the doctors do here. I totally agree, I but that's, for, that's, that's Medicaid for all here, and mm-hmm. Diane and Pelosi say they don't support it. Well, I like Pelosi, but sometimes she can be a jackass too. This would be one of those times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... But most people don't. The, the funny thing is, America invented this system. You guys invented it during the Great Depression. Everyone else stole it, and then you guys abandoned it. Yeah, well, we didn't quite abandon it. Basically, we, there was a wage freeze during World War II. So in order mm-hmm. to place to hire workers uh, with better skills, they can only offer they can offer them like a medical care. And basically, took over. And then it was completely rescinded by Richard Nixon. Yep. After Kaiser Permanente paid for him to get into office, so the whole thing's bizarre. But in any other country, um, for politicians to be accepting money from con- from companies is mm-hmm. called bribery. <laughs> Only America and. Uh, the uh, African Congo, uh, Nigeria, Nigeria, um, I, I can list off the places, but there are a few places in 
the African continent, the sub-Saharan African continent, and America that allow this. Yeah. Everywhere else it's considered, oh, and Mexico. Everywhere else it's considered illegal bribery. Right, well, and there's, a, there's the internet, have you heard of the Young Turks? Yeah, I love them. Yeah, I don't agree with them a lot, but they have this thing that is wolf-pack.com where they're trying to get a congressional uh, amendment to uh, 86, the uh, Citizens United decision, which would effectively get money out of politics. For those that don't know what Citizens United is, it's a bullshit name made up to make it sound like the people had anything to do with it, but it's the large companies. Yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, large companies putting all of their money together and got really stupid people that didn't uh, read the amendments and didn't read the addendums to it Or were to completely vote. paid off. Or were completely paid off, yeah. Or were told they were going to get paid off. Uh. Or, you know, any number of things. But basically uh-huh. what Citizens United does is it fights to keep money in politics, keep business people in paying politicians. Basically um, says if you have more money, your vote is more important. Yep. Which is not fair. Um, the Koch brothers is one of the leading groups that are part of Citizens United. The Waltons yeah. are part of Citizens United. Um, and then they put up these ads saying that, you know, the government can't tell me how to vote and the government can't tell me how to spend my money. And, you know, it's, it's like little Joe on the farm talking but it's got the nothing government to can't, do with but that. i can you know yeah so. it, it, it's it's ridiculous but it's a little joe on the farm pretending that he's this private citizen that's for citizens united i do recommend that everyone check into citizens united um they're assholes and uh, wolf-fact.com with the young turks yeah check that out but yeah citizens united are real asshole Ex- except i have to say Except for Viacom, they are the only part of Citizens United that we like, because I love you, Viacom. For those that don't know, I have to give an addendum. Viacom is the parent company of Paramount, who owns my ass. So, everyone except Viacom is an asshole. Is is that is that a fair way to put it? Mm, um, that's that's a more political way to put it. Yes. Yeah, but I, we had the same problem when they were trying, you know, the uh, net neutrality thing. Um, I kind of got jammed in the middle of that. Companies were coming to the studios to get the people that worked there and offering to pay the studios and pay the people there to get, to, uh, to talk on the net neutrality issue. And then you have people like Lloyd Kaufman, who, I mean, he was so angry because a lot of his stuff is open forum because he's really into independent film. Mm, yeah, he never wants to pay a union rate. Um, well, that didn't actually have anything to do with union, but no, he doesn't. <laughs> but I've never met a producer that did. Um, it had to do with the access of media, and so. Yeah, and John, and I, I, we got to thank John Stewart, uh, who basically told us what to do. I.e., call the FCC, put up a website to that anyone from the public could voice their opinion on, and apparently the public crashed the site a couple of times. So that needs to happen again. Yeah, because this is going through without anyone talking about it this time. Because fucking Jon Stewart has to be off air when we need him. I'm really mad at him. Um, I'm really, I'm really mad at Colbert. 
I'm really mad at the political guys we need right now. Because Bill Maher's talking about it, but Bill Maher is so left that yeah. anyone that's moderate won't listen to him, even if he's right. No pun intended. Um, yeah, <laughs> so even uh, if broken, he's correct. Broken clock is worth what? Is right twice a day or something? It, basically. Um, but, but I like Bill Maher personally and professionally. I think he's a wonderful human being. I am so horrified that because he's not getting the response that Jon Stewart did. He's not Jon Stewart. Right. John Stewart, we need a PSA from you, man, because we're back on this net neutrality thing. Or John Oliver, get back on it. We got to do it again. I, yeah, I love John Oliver, but he doesn't have the reach that John Stewart did. He did for net neutrality. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, he did. So we got to do it again. Um, so what's happening here, so that everybody knows, is you're going to hear a whole bunch of studio people talk about direct streaming to you. What that means is we decide what you watch. Um, you're going to hear a lot of my peers and Paul's peers and a lot of people talking about this, but the reality is... When they say direct streaming to you, what they mean is they're going to sell you what to watch. You're not going to have access to everything, and it is not a free information trade. Yeah, basically, they'll be uh, the internet provider companies will be able to throttle back. Will basically create fast lanes for for uh, providers that can pay, and everybody else will be kind of slowed down. But on so, top of that, they've added uh, content direction will change meaning the, whatever company you go through will change your content direction. Um, and you're going to be region by region, so it's going to be exactly like cable. I can't just go get internet from anybody anymore. I can't no. use it on my phone. I have to use it from a certain group in a certain area. They're copying the model of the cable companies, something I'd like to point out that failed already. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, we keep paying. I don't pay for cable. I use the internet. That's why I care so much about net neutrality. Because let's face it, we get rid of net neutrality. The internet is the wild, wild west of entertainment. Yes. It's new. It's open. It's changed everything. And somebody just has to come in in the middle of a parade, drop their pants, and take a poop. By the way, that is a direct quote um, from the president of Lionsgate. Uh, I just cut. I just <laughs> changed the language. He said things finally got interesting. We're throwing a parade. Hollywood's, you know, hating it. But anyone that truly enjoys media is loving it. We're throwing the parade and someone's got to come in, drop their pants and take a shit because we're not making any money. Direct quote. If you don't like it, you can write him. Anyway, <laughs> when we come back, we are going to be talking to Dr. Russ about all things skinny. We're going to be talking to Link Hand uh, uh, from 42 about what he's got going on, what's coming up and how to make it in Hollywood. I'm So Helene, you're on with Paul Michael Bowler, and this is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. 
David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're seeking more confidence, it is time to feel good naked. Each week, host Laura Redman and her guest experts are here to help you be you. In order to truly be successful and happy, you need self-confidence, self-love, and self-respect. Feel Good Naked Radio will teach you how to embrace these qualities and make your life more fulfilling and meaningful. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be proud of who you really are from the inside out. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And I want to give a shout-out to Scott Haskin for that beautiful music. <coughs> I'm choking on my gum. To that beautiful music. I always love our intro. It's like, you know, it's it's an epic scene from Lord of the Rings. Oh, my. I need to stop hanging out with my brother. He's a dork. A handsome dork, dork nonetheless. And now I'm thinking Lord of the Rings. Of course, at this point, we always welcome my favorite doctor and yours, Dr. Russ, to the show. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Summer. Nice to be here. Well, it's wonderful to have you on. We have some interesting questions this week. Um, One of the first questions, and this is one I've gotten a lot from people um, in regard to weight loss and pregnancy that have written in. So this is going to cover a lot of people. Will stretch marks go away after I lose weight? Amber, Amber in Boise, Idaho. I thought her name was Amber Boise from Idaho. I knew that. Uh, well, uh, Amber uh, is asking a question that our listeners have uh, asked in the past, and uh, I think it's uh, such a common situation and troublesome uh, that uh, it's normal that it would would come back to us. Uh, and... Uh, uh, the stress marks generally will go away. Uh, they become lighter, um, less noticeable, smaller. Um, that, as we had uh, discussed before, um, there really are no clearly useful treatments for stretch marks, uh, although various things have been tried. Uh, it's one of those uh, tincture of time uh, 
sorts of situations. So, uh, but just uh, patience is the best virtue for a patient, and uh, as time goes on, the uh, uh, stretch marks should should fade uh, after weight loss, um, and uh, so that's. Uh, well, we've had a, a lot of women writing in about this one because we're moving into bathing suit season. And I guess people kind of put on weight over the winter, have started to slim down and are trying to get their bikinis on and, and, they, uh, and they're looking like tigers. That was, that was what one of the ladies, she called herself a tiger like mommy. Tigers. <laughs> mm-hmm. The next the next question we have, I'm going to try and get through without getting angry because it's my industry that created this problem. How do I get a thigh gap? Is there a specific diet that makes me lose weight just in my legs? Vanessa, Cleveland, Ohio. Thigh gap? I, I'll explain that in yes. about two seconds. Oh, I, I can define it for you, uh, Summer. It's uh, officially defined as the space between the inner thighs of some women uh, when standing upright with knees touching. Uh, it's become an aspect of physical attractiveness uh, that's associated with fragility and femininity. Um, it has become a beauty ideal. Um, it's very difficult to achieve and uh, has led to causes of extreme dieting or even surgery. Uh, it's been criticized as physically unnatural and mostly an unachievable body shape goal and has caused many to develop eating disorders. I I might mention that uh, the uh, Australian plus-sized model Robin Lawley, perhaps you've heard of her summer uh, she criticized the thigh gap trend denouncing it as just another tool of manipulation that other people are trying to use to keep me from loving my body um, so it's more of a sociological phenomenon than it is, it is a medical uh, issue one thing I can say um if you want to, th- if you want to look like you have a thigh gap, I modeled for a very, very long time. Tilt your hips back, your pelvis forward, put your legs together, hands on your hips. Just stick your tushy out, lift your chest up, tilt your pelvis forward. That will actually create the illusion of a thigh gap. You, it, it's awful. When I weighed ninety-eight pounds, I didn't have a thigh gap. Seriously, mm-hmm. this is so ridiculous. I'm pretty sure um, one of my thighs weighs 98 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, it's, thank you, Dr. Russ, for putting that so nicely. That is so much nicer than what I wanted to say. A thigh wall, uh, I guess. A thigh wall, yeah. Paul has a thigh wall. Um, mm. it, it's There are a lot of photography tricks that people use to get it. Please stop trying to achieve that. That is so dangerous. I mean, that just that does not lead you down a good road. Um, can I get rid of my cellulite by changing my diet? Frankie J. from Los Angeles, California. Well, uh, <coughs> Frankie, this is my opinion, and, and that is that, uh, and it's shared by many, many doctors, is that uh, uh, 
given that cellulite occurs in between 80 and 90 percent of post-adolescent females, uh, and because of that, it appears that there's a hormonal component, but uh, uh, its existence um, as a, a real disorder, it's been challenged, and uh, the prevailing medical opinion is that it is merely the a normal condition of many women. Uh, so changing your diet won't have any effect on on the cellulitis. Uh, cosmetic surgeons and estheticians have tried different approaches uh, um, that uh, sometimes work but are costly and uh, uh, most commonly is a radio frequency uh, exposure to the deep tissues. But... Uh, um, it's uh, questionable whether that that's effective or not. Uh, I, I've heard it referred to as thermage or heating of the deep tissue, but uh, it's uh, I would say hold on to your money and eat healthy, and uh, that's probably uh, going to improve things overall, so that uh, the cellulite issue will become. Uh, very, very much unimportant. Um, these questions seem to border on uh, not so much uh, medical questions per se, but questions of uh, uh, aesthetics and uh, uh, questions addressed by uh, plastic surgeons and, and estheticians rather than uh, being you know, truly medical questions. Uh, well, I, I think we're going into bathing suit season and we were just inundated <laughs> with these kind of questions and girls mm-hmm. are really worried about it. And one thing I'm going to say, again, back to when I was 98 pounds, I still had cellulite on my ass. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it, it just, it's there. Um, Frankie, go look at Victoria's Secret models out of makeup and have a look at pictures of them in bathing suits, and you'll see on the on their tushies, all of them have a little cellulite. And these are Victoria's Secret models. Just that'll that'll make you feel better, I promise. <laughs> Just, it yeah, exists. Is, all of my beliefs these days. Okay. Is this a normal condition of many women? It doesn't represent any pathology. It's uh, you know, it's it's uh, part of uh, who we are. Now, I know, and, and that's it. That was one of the things with Amber. I know Amber's working on losing weight, and she's wondering, you know, once it's gone, will the stretch marks go? And a lot of women ask that. But, again, it's a ba- it's kind of because we're moving to bathing suit season. Um, I'm personally horrified by the entire thigh gap situation, um, and, and I understand the fear of cellulite, but I think a lot of this um, – is just because we're moving into bathing suit season. I mean, I've got mm-hmm. girls sending pictures of themselves in bathing suits with areas circled saying, if I lose weight, will this go away? I just, ladies, love yourself, eat healthy, and love on yourself by picking up a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. You can pick it up on Amazon.com. You can pick it up at AuthorHouse.com. You can pick it up at KennethRossMD.com. Get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. You'll feel healthy. You'll have more energy. You'll feel better about yourself. But more than anything else, 
everyone's got scars, stretch marks, cellulite. I was a Victoria's Secret model, guys, and nobody's perfect. Dr. Ross is treating me currently for weight loss. It is hard, but you ladies still have to love yourselves. These questions, they worry me. That was just my opinion. Sorry. (laughs) Well, some I would say that that as a general principle, uh, when a person loses weight, it's impossible to target uh, weight loss in one particular part of the body. Um, you accumulate weight in all parts of the body and you lose weight uh, not just from uh, your thighs or your belly, but all parts of your body lose weight at the same time. So uh, there are some uh, quack uh, quacks that target uh, people and say, "Well, spray this on your abdomen if you have a if you have a protruding abdomen." But uh, that's uh, not based on any scientific notion. And I think science and health are what's important here. I'm I'm seeing the entertainment industry seriously affect women, and I think this is very much a symptom of it. My opinion. Now, I'm going to ask you, do you want to send out any books this week? Uh, I, I feel that, uh, that that thigh gap uh, question uh, kind of underlies a lot of the pitfalls of, uh, of health and uh, getting too, too sidetracked on uh, fallacious notions. And uh, uh, so I, I, would, I would say that, that I was happy to be able to address that question. That, Vanessa's question, I think, is the best. Okay, Vanessa, courtesy of Dr. Ross, we are going to be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet, but sweetheart, I beg you, stop worrying about the thigh gap, because one day you're going to get old, you're going to get wrinkly, make sure you have a brain in your head. Don't worry so much about your body, worry about being healthy and taking care of yourself for the long haul. Yes, indeed. Um, Dr. Ross, thank you very, very much for being on the show, and thank you for addressing these questions. I think this is just a really strong symptom of women's response to media these days. Yes, indeed, Summer. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to talk with you, and uh, we'll uh, be talking again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll see Dr. Ross on Behind the Scenes next week. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. Right after this, we will be on with the amazing Link Hand. We'll be right back after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are talking about all things Hollywood. Um, we are going to have a guest on, but I do want to jump back to some of those questions because I'm a little horrified and I'd love to get Link's opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show Link Hand. Link, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. How are you doing? I am good. I'm, I'm a little disturbed. We have a doctor on uh, every week who talks to people about health and fitness. And part of the reason we bring him on is because everyone in Hollywood is trying to get really skinny and trying to do this in a really unhealthy way. And a lot right. of the questions we're getting are, you know, how do I get thigh gaps and how do I de- do this? And I'm trying to explain half of this stuff's made up. It's camera angles and um, it's, it's not healthy. Absolutely. You deal, I know you work uh, with Jimmy Kimmel, you work, uh, you were in 42. I mean, you've worked your way around Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to fitness or, or people's idea of fitness, it's such a, um, it's a, in my opinion, it's such a fine line because people get, or they look at a, uh, a magazine cover which is airbrushed and set up perfectly so that 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 person looks the best they can possibly look in that photo and if they don't naturally look that way then now there's so many editing capabilities that they can they can trim off here and trim off that so the images that most people see are not real images anyway and then they get this idea of thigh gap or or these words that that you know, advertisers try to sell to sell ab machines and different things. It's and it confuses people in a in an industry which is confusing to start with. And I think adding Instagram to the mix has just been terrible because that's filters for normal people. 
Listen, I just, I just literally, I saw this last night. It was an app, and this was for guys that. Uh, you take a picture of yourself, and then it had a, a scrolling screen where you could pick the set of abs you wanted, and then the app would plug that into your picture and your body and, and form it to make it look like that was your stomach. Just for research purposes, what is that? <laughs> Paul wants to know the name of the app. <laughs> Just for purely research purposes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? What What happened to just, I don't know, I, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm dating, you know, I've dated MMA fighters, I've dated raiders, I've dated actors, and I can tell you, when I was modeling, I busted my ass to to keep my body where it needed to be. These guys bust their ass. Right. I know you bust your ass, Link. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a lot of work because your body's part of your job. But a normal person isn't going to put in six, eight, nine hours on their body. Well, it, because it, who I has think the time? It, I think it's kind of one of those, and if you don't mind me saying it, it it's one of those things where you, you brought up Instagram. And, and it, it's kind of a world of instant gratification now. It's like, well, this person showed me a 12-week transformation before and after photo. Well, I want the after photo, and I want it right now. And that photo took 12 weeks, or at least that's what they're claiming in the photo. It could have taken, you Six know, months. eight months. could have taken an entire <laughs> yeah. year. And But everybody sees it, and they want it. Well, I, I want to have a 19-inch bicep tomorrow. Like, uh, well, that's it's not going to work. Like I, you're, I just had a can of tuna fish, and people around me were eating pizza. And I ate a can of tuna fish because I'm getting ready for some stuff. And trust me, I wanted to eat the pizza a whole lot more than I wanted to eat a nasty <laughs> can of tuna fish. But the tuna fish will serve me better for what I'm getting ready for. And it, at a certain point, I, I believe you have to be honest with yourself. And if fitness is a goal, whether it's for health or for uh, the combination of health and, and looking better at the beach or those kind of things, like you just have to make up your mind and go, well, how, how bad do you want it? Do you want it more than pizza? <laughs> Sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I would have eaten the pizza. I, I got to be honest here. Um, but I think it's it's so. I mean, Hollywood's always been unrealistic. That's kind of the point of it. I mean, I've I've seen you in person. You're a gorgeous man, Link. Guys don't oh. look like you. So, <laughs> like, I'm blushing over here. I am blushing. Then, <laughs> But they're not supposed to. And as funny as that sounds, Hollywood is supposed to be gorgeous and glamorous and different. It's not supposed to be what you're attaining to. It's fantasy land. Right. Yeah, that's that's why you go to the movies is to escape and to to have fun and and ride in a in a spaceship or to chase aliens or do whatever. Like that's that's the beauty of of cinemas you can go escape i don't know i i just i i'm i'm stuck in this a very strange place where i I, we've started embracing full-figured women and i'm all for that i'm i'm really all for that i'm all for everyone embrace everyone right absolutely why has it gotten to a point where people are airbrushing their children (laughs) 
And you have Sarah Abraham. And I hate I hate Sarah Abraham. I've turned her down to be on this show. I've said no to her because I don't like her. I don't like what she does. And it's mostly what she does to a daughter. Right. And that's a teen mom lady, right? She's the teen mom lady. Um, she and I use one of the same shoe designers and a couple of different things. So, you know, she, she runs in a similar social circle. So she'll come in and, you know, we'll chat and she'll say, well, hey, how about I come on your show? And my response, and I hate that I'm giving her any attention now, is no. I don't like what you're selling. I don't like what you have to say. And it's one thing I know Link's involved with, you know, um, veterans in film. He's involved with charities. He's involved with helping so many people. And I think it's great to give people – I'm talking about Link again. Sorry, I know you're here, but I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, like, it's, it's great okay. to give people who are doing good things a platform. Right. But she's courting controversy. She's, she's going on Dr. Phil, who I love, um, and – courting controversy and using her daughter to do it and pushing her own diets and pushing this and pushing that and I think that's part of the problem with 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 the reality show culture people think that even the reality stars are these real people and I'm telling you that that episode of South Park where they call Kim Kardashian a hobbit if you all saw her in person she's a hobbit yeah. <laughs> she is. She's 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 a short, plump little thing, nice as can be, but she doesn't look like that. It is it is the magic of the screen. It is the <laughs> magic of the screen. Talking about from um I, I was going I was a regular at a gym for a very long time and good friends had a gym buddy there. And after 42 came out, his daughter went to go watch the movie with him. He's like, "Hey, my buddy's in this movie." And when she saw it, she's like, wow, that dude's huge. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, right? And he's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, but it's, it's amazing. But the, and, and that knowledge is out there. Like, we all know, like, oh, this is make-believe or that's a movie. That's not really an alien flying in. But when it comes to something of fitness or these different things, for some reason, people want to believe that illusion and then they want to imply it to themselves and go, oh, well, I have to be this size negative two or, or whatever that is. And that, you know, that's a, that's a tough mental, a mental battle. When I modeled, I had an 18-inch waist. That's I crazy. worked out. I worked out. I was an underwear model. So believe me, I had hips. Those didn't go away. Um, but I worked. My skull is 24 inches around. <laughs> I had an 18 inch waist. Um, I was one of the few girls because I let them corset me as part of what caused this problem. And it messed up my ribs and all sorts of things, but they needed models they could corset. And I had a very, very small waist. Um, I weighed 98 pounds. I had an 18 inch waist. And I worked out five or six hours a day. Yep. Because my job was my body. And that was too skinny. And I, it's just not maintainable. And eventually your body quits. Yeah. You know, it just, it doesn't work that way. I have a friend of mine, he's an MMA fighter. He drives five hours of his day is spent driving to different things to go to his boxing training, to go to his jujitsu training, to go to his um, kickboxing training, and then to go to fight training. That's just five hours. Uh, no, it, it's five hours a day is spent driving. 
Then on top of that, he works out eight, seven to eight hours a day fighting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's not a, it's not an overnight process. That is a, that is a lifestyle. That is a dedication. I would die. (laughs) (laughs) I think most people would. That's brutal. That's awful. I'm like, you're going to let someone punch you for eight hours a day? He's like, well, it's my my job. I'm like, you need a better job. (laughs) Jesus. But, I mean, it's something you're going through. You know, you're eating tuna fish because you have to be ready for your project. Right. It's the uh, it's the nature of the beast. But there, you know, I, I I've gone through this my my whole life. My I grew up in the gym with my dad. So for me personally, the gym is kind of like my therapy. So if if I'm having a good day or a bad day, if it's a good day, the gym just heightens it. If it's a bad day, the gym saves my life. So I grew up in the gym. But my dad was a big, giant human, and his thing was being big and super strong. And when I started trying to figure out, hey, how am I going to, because I want to get lean, I want to get ripped, I want to look, look this way. When I was young, my dad was like, what are you doing? And I remember that had such an impact on me. And as I got older, me and my dad would talk, and he's like, well, I didn't mean it that way. What, I was just trying to help you. But I guess the reason why I'm saying that is so many people get so many different inputs from okay, it's okay to be plus size or I need to be a negative two. And then they're kind of, they're constantly with themselves. Like, what do I want to be? How, how do I want to look? And then there's a healthy way to do it. And then there's the unhealthy way, which is starving yourself. And then you binge or all the, all those negative things that come along with it. And I think we're all just trying to be happy, but it's such a, it's such a crazy dance I've got a friend right now who's who's been a bigger gentleman his whole life, and he just started to to diet down. He wants to get leaner because his he comes from a family of power lifters, which are not aesthetic Lean people, people normally. Big, yeah, and big and so big. his whole identity has always been I can I can go deadlift almost five hundred pounds and and do that and be the strong guy in the gym. And now he's 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 losing this weight. And the person that he was dating mentioned to him like, Are you gonna keep getting skinnier and he was so upset by that because he's like i'm not skinny he's like i'm a big guy he's like i'm just losing some body fat so that that body dysmorphia is happens to men i'd be willing to say as much as it does to women we may not talk about it as much but it's a it's an issue across the board well, I know bulimia is now as big a problem for men uh, almost that it is it is for women. And that was one thing when I was 98 pounds, I was throwing up my meals. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I, I definitely wasn't doing it healthy. When I got with Victoria's Secret, they moved me and put me at 120 pounds and kept me around there. And that was something they don't allow. So there are some good companies and some good groups out there and I'll always stick up for uh Vicky Secrets because of that, but I know um, my friend uh, Sam Sarpong, who, God rest his soul, he he passed a couple of years back, um, was one of the top models in Europe and a top model in this country, and he was bulimic when he was younger. And that's not something men talk about. Yeah. 
and it's not something that's focused on, but it is something that happens, I think, to both genders. And I don't think social media is helping. I would agree with you 100% on that. It's, but apparently uh, there is an app, so... There, yeah, there is an app that will give you abs. Um, and, and Hollywood does its own thing. You either have to be really, you've got to be a big, like you've got to be heavy, or you have to be really skinny. There's not really an in-between. Right. You have to be the ideal type, or you have to be heavy. You know, and, and the world's changed a lot. If you look at what's eating Gilbert Grape, which I think was shot in 93, his mother couldn't leave the house. He was embarrassed. He was horrified. He burnt the house down rather than let anyone see her because she'd gotten so big. Well, take a trip to Walmart. People are way bigger there than Gilbert Grape's mother. That's very true. It's, it's really changed. And as society's changed, it's like society's gotten bigger and Hollywood's gotten skinnier. We sort of have this backwards. Um, how is it as a man being in entertainment facing that facing that challenge because it's not paid attention to the, in the same way? I think for me personally, it, it all comes down to everybody's different and it, it, it's what, what you want to do. It, in my opinion, you if, if you desire to be hey I want to be the leading man I want to I want to be the captain of the starship and do these things then that it's kind of like your friend that's a fighter if you want to be a fighter you're playing a role and some roles you may need to be bigger some roles you may, may need to be smaller and and you're going about that project to look a certain way because it fits that character and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you're trying to tell a story. And sometimes you need, you need a bigger person to tell a certain story or you need a smaller person to tell this story. And it's, when it comes to acting, I think you just have to find out like, what you really want to do, not listen to everybody else, which is a hard thing, and go, to myself, be true, what, what do I feel like I can do, and then, and then go for it. I, th- um, I, I think you have to be realistic, too. And what I mean by that is if you play John Goodman, you're not going to be in The Machinist. Uh, that's, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was the John Goodman of porn for a while. That's so. true. You were the John Goodman <laughs> of porn. He was. Yeah. He, Paul, Paul was the John Goodman of porn. Not kidding. Um, yeah, he did, he did the porn. What was it, the porn version of The Big Lebowski? And The Flintstones, yes. And The Flintstones, see? Wow. So, Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I, I, you and you and Paul actually are great examples because you're each on the opposite uh, end of that spectrum, but you're both working actors and you both fit in to types that work in Hollywood. But what about people in the middle? What about those guys in the middle? I, I, I like to personally believe that whatever your physical type is like if you if I I don't use air quotes but I'm using air quotes right now. We're on radio. I like that he said it though. That was perfect. And uh, if I believe that good work can carry past that, and I just I just have to believe that. I could be a I probably am a completely crazy person, but I believe that if you focus on the work and you focus on that, then you can you can sell any story. If you're good enough, then people can look past whatever a stereotype is. 
that's what I that's what I want to believe. That's what I have to believe. And I think because I've experienced this, I've had people throughout throughout my career when I first moved here. I had certain people would say, "Okay, well you're you're the leading man. You're you're going to be this." And then I I go meet somebody else that goes, "Well, you're never going to play the leading man. You may maybe if you're lucky, you're the best friend of da 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 da." And there's always going to be somebody to tell you that you're you're not this, you're not that, are you? And and I I believe that you focus on the work and then all of a sudden when you get that role, then all of a sudden everyone will say, oh yeah, absolutely, this person is that. It's a, it's a creative business, but a lot of times the people that are putting a person in the position to do the role may not necessarily be the most people with the best vision, I guess. They can't see uh, the it word, until the it's already done. For, yeah, <laughs> they're not the most creative types a lot <laughs> of the time. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. We have about two minutes to close. I know we got on this. Link, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter at TheLinkHand. I'd love, uh, love to hear from some people. I am uh, on Facebook as LinkHand. Um, always love when, uh, when people have either seen something or they ask me a question through social media. It's always kind of a, kind of a cool thing because I think of myself as just a dumb country dude. But every now and then somebody will reach out and, and ask me a question, and uh, that's always really cool. So if you can, please give me a follow on Instagram or, or Twitter, and if you reach out, I'll definitely reach back out to you, and it's uh, the link hand. So this that is the one, the only link hand. And you can check him out, find him on Instagram, find him on Facebook. I've got a lot of you guys writing in. I'm looking at Twitter right now. So if you want to ask him questions, feel free to ask him. I'm, I'm volunteering him for this now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm volunteering him. Reach out and ask him because I'll tell you what, I, I know it's hard for anyone getting in, in the industry. And I know Link knows it's hard. And I know Absolutely. Paul knows it's hard. Mm. So the industry can be a real bitch, but it can also be pretty awesome. Hey, Link, the, the, oh. the, the punches make it all better when you have some success. All the, all the, uh, the tough stuff makes it a whole lot sweeter, I promise you. I like that. That's a really good way of putting it. All right, guys, we are going to go, and we will see you next week. Link, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I wanted to ask me. you a whole bunch about what you're doing and, you know, your veterans in Hollywood. And I wanted to ask you about a million things. So we're going to have to have you on again because right that. as we were talking, we were getting blasted on Twitter with people asking all the questions that we were talking about. So we kind of stayed that road. Next time, um, we will answer the questions that we have here about what you're doing and all of that fun stuff. Guys, I'm it. Summer Helene. We are on with the incredible Link Hand and Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.